Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Molly Rowan Leach, your host on behalf of NACRJ and Our Joy Oakland. You can find out more about NACRJ at nacrj.org and ourjoyoakland.org. I have the pleasure and opportunity to be coming at you live here from Oakland, California at the 6th National Conference for Restorative Justice. It's been a four-day event, um, pre-trainings, and then three days packed full of plenaries and breakout sessions covering everything from youth voices and what uh, people are doing in schools to law enforcement to therapy dogs. So um, right this minute, though, I am sitting with the amazing Anthony. Anthony, hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Are you um, inspired? I'm very inspired. Um being here has been amazing and so many good vibes and energy and it's been really awesome. And how old are you, Anthony? I'm 16. And where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and you were telling me about a program that you're involved in. Can you tell us about it, please? Um, my school has a restorative justice program. Um, what school is that? School for Democracy and Leadership. Okay. We have a program where we train the youth in our community and in our school to be circle leaders and just to be positive leaders. And we um, do restorative justice in our school, and we're trying to expand and share our knowledge with other places and other schools. And do you, what do you think about restorative justice and practices? Are they... Um, limited only to responding to conflict or what else in, is involved with restorative justice that maybe people that are listening to this um, might not know about yet? I think restorative justice is more than just um, when there's conflict or when there's harm done you have to like solve it restoratively. I think it's like more of a more of a philosophy, more of a, a way of being. Um, Restorative justice looks like waking up in the morning and saying good morning to whoever's around you. It looks like giving people hugs and asking how are you and really meaning it when you ask them how are they. That's so beautiful. I love that. So simply put, but so eloquent. Thank you for distilling it like that. Really nice. So today, um, while we're talking with you, there's a couple things you wanted to make sure we shared. I wanted to, so um, earlier I was sitting in a workshop on um, finding power in darkness and like everything good comes from a place of darkness, like plants come from dirt and inside dirt there's darkness. Um, to be strong, to have strength, you need to have struggle. And in struggle, there's darkness. And um, I was listening to two teachers from down south talk, and I had just got in the room. They were talking about um, their school district and how inside of their school, they were trying to implement restorative justice practices, and their administration wouldn't get behind them. And a lot of teachers were leaving because they were unhappy or they weren't getting accomplished what they wanted to, but I, I felt like that hurt my heart. And I, I just, I said, excuse me. And I was like, um, that should make you want to work even harder. Like restorative justice is amazing. It's 
combating punitive discipline and sending people that look like me to jail and stopping people from getting shot in the streets for nothing and can you share your cultural heritage and your I w- yeah. would love to hear that. I'm um on my mother's side I'm Trinidadian from Trinidad and Tobago and my father is Dominican from Dominican Republic. So I'm Hispanic and black. Beautiful. So, Beautiful heritage. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, and I was just watching the soccer game recently. <laughs> I don't like sports. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um I j- was just telling the teachers like that should make you work hard. Like restorative justice is so much more than <clears throat> sitting in a circle and telling people that um, there's another way. Like it's 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 big. It's healing. It's loving. It looks like people realizing differences and accepting them. And it's I feel like us here at this conference can. There were so many people here. Over 1,300. Exactly. Yeah. And it starts with people like us taking things that we're learning back and spreading in the love. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And one of the speakers the other morning that were our honored keynotes um, was Jerry Tail. Mm-hmm. And I believe he said something that went along the lines of um, restorative justice, you know, this, this word restorative um but where where are we restoring to and thinking about um that and also um transformation the importance of of the opportunity to transform what does that does that strike a chord in you at all does that to transform in, from what does restoring mean Rest- to you what does restorative justice really mean to you and do you think that transformation can be a part of it too to me, restoring looks like building back relationships that were lost and building back trust between people and just love, bringing back love and positivity into our world. And that does look like transformation because over the years, like from history up until now, there's been a lot of damage and reconstruction and not so much of a good way of people's mindsets and I feel like restorative justice could transform people's mindsets back into a mindset that shows people that we're all humans we're all similar and there's strength in our diversity why do you think people are afraid of diversity and act out in behaviors that you know like hatred or or prejudice or judgment why does that happen in this world even still? We call ourselves a civilized humanity mm. and yet we still act in these ways. I think that's a really good question. I just feel like a lot of ignorance or a lot of people not trying to understand or sometimes people do harm other people and hurt other people like being black and Hispanic in my area in New York City seeing how people talk about cops or looking at the news, I do look at white cops differently than I do other people. So just being able to have trust between different cultures and different people. Can you expand on that experience at all? What you just described that you see, you see Caucasian um, police officers and it's, there's an effect, isn't there? Yeah. Do you want to say anything about that? It's 
looking like I look with my thick hair and my dark my dark skin. Um, seeing the news with people getting killed in the streets for little things or getting abused and hearing the stories of my grandfather and my grandma and how it was for them growing up around white cops. It's scary and they just see me. They don't know who I am. So like if I'm walking somewhere or if I'm if I have on a hoodie and it's nighttime and I look suspicious to someone, but I'm just coming home from school or from a debate right. or something like that. And I have like like I could get shot or hurt or discriminated against at any moment. How do you think we we dismantle that? Because um, that's a very real reality for you and, and millions of people. I think a lot of people are taking steps in the right direction, just building relationships, uh -huh. having organizations where we, we're having good interactions with police officers instead of the bad ones that we're used to, having school safety be actually trained in de-escalation practices and greeting students when they come in. Because school safety in a lot of places are the first people that we come in, in contact with when we enter into a school building. And what's that experience and like? It's like you're entering jail, being going through scanning, having to take off a belt and a book bag and patting you down or wanding you and the cold stare or like no, no, there's no positivity in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, uh, I love how you say that a greeting mm -hmm. would shift things. I've heard that um, from someone, uh, actually the River Phoenix Center for Peacebuilding down in um, Florida mm -hmm. have spoken to that, the importance of the gesture, even though it may seem small, um, that it comes as a greeting instead of a, instead of a stare that's cold and icy and that, um, you know, the importance of, of shifting how we relate to one another, even if we're older than someone, doesn't necessarily mean that we have the right to act subjectively with others mm -hmm. that are younger than us, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Okay, great. So, Anthony, do you want to share a little bit more about your role in the program or anything else? I know you've got to get back down to the closing ceremony <laughs> today, and it's been a delight and pleasure to have you. But closing thoughts, clo um, anything we've missed? Anybody that's doing this work or wants to start doing this work, um, we need you. This stuff is amazing. Like, look into it. It's it's more than just a piece of paper. It's more than just guidelines. It's it's really a whole philosophy that could really change the world. And I just want people to really, truly understand that. Thank you That's so it. much, Anthony. Thank you. And how do people reach you? Um, Is there a website, a Facebook page for your programs, for, anything you want to say? So we don't have like an official website or anything yet, but um, my, my coordinator, wanna... her email address is Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, S E L L I S at gmail.com. It's Ashley S Ellis at gmail.com. Thank and you, you could, so much. Yeah. Thank you. And we can email you with mm -hmm. questions, teachers, administrators, students, yep. people who are interested in creating school, restorative school systems and climates. Mm -hmm. And as you said, above all, um, that restorative practices are a daily practice in our lives, it is. too. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Thank you so much for Thank your you. time. Enjoy the rest of the conference. And uh, behalf, on behalf of the NACRJ and RJOY, Oakland, this is Molly Rowan Leach, and thank you, Anthony, for your time today. Safe travels back to Brooklyn. Thank you.